Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks is brought to you by two kinky poly babes on a mission to make sure you can be well-informed before diving into all things kink, dating, sex, and non-monogamy. We want to make sure this content can stay free and available for everyone who needs it. And with a little help from our listeners, we can do exactly that. Consider joining our Patreon for a monthly subscription where you can have access to our behind-the-scenes content, or you can make a small donation to our Ko-fi, where you can donate as little as $2 to make a huge difference. We greatly appreciate it. I don't know why I did Titanic, but I wanted to do some sort of Is this of because of the sub sinking? Oh, no. <laughs> Ooh, but maybe. But you know what? To be honest, probably. Like, this, this feels like, <laughs> like it could have been influenced by my, um, yes. my meme watching. Um, welcome back. Hi, welcome back to Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks. Oh, my. Ruined it. Um, yeah, it's like whenever you yawn and then, like, somebody, like, you know, interrupts your yawn and it's not, like, a complete oh, yawn, yeah. you know? Has it, have you yeah. ever had anyone stick, like, a finger in your mouth when you're yawning? No, but it just feel <laughs> like, you know, life with Jay must be such a... Yep, it's a treat. <laughs> such an interesting time. Such a treat. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, but I will do, like, I used to do, like, just, like, a fist. So, mm-hmm. like, it's just, like, like, huh, and then you haven't done the yawn. Mm-hmm. And, like, I like introducing that to people also who get close to me, where they're just, like, wow, being with CJ, that's so sweet. She's such a, oh, she's funny, you know, oh, what? and then they yawn around me, and I'm, like, that's psych. And then, and then they're, they're surprised, and then I'm, like, how was that? You should yawn around Jay, just feel? see how that goes. Um, I am now terrified about Jay putting foreign objects into my mouth when I'm, I have my mouth open around him. So I think I'm not even going to talk. It's usually just his finger. When I say, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so You're like, it's not even that bad. No, it could be worse. <laughs> just one finger. Yeah, just a finger. <laughs> little finger. Just one. He's going to do that to me. I'm going to go. Start crying. Like, this is my king. <laughs> Um, it ended up being not my kink if you were paying attention to that story. But anyway, um, so... It was kind of is your kink. Which one? Crying. I don't know. I really enjoy crying. And, um, I really, I think it's really sweet when somebody wipes my tears. So it's like a kink light. So it could be like a, like foreplay for me could be, I don't know, because I also feel like taking care of in some forms of sex, you know what I mean? So like... Get back to us. Sorry. I'm you can let us know. Really horny. Um, <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> you like, what was that? Uh, the question is, do I have a, a crying kink? Yeah. Um, or to be determined. Yeah, let's say to be determined TBD. on that one. Because I, I don't know. A lot of, you know, when you fuck around with mostly soft boys, That's true. none of them want to make you cry. Mm-hmm. So. And it's... then you have to console them because they made you cry. Yeah. And... Yeah. yeah. Be, being the mommy is real. You know, being the mommy is it's real. Like, I don't actually understand, but I empathize. Thanks, man. You're welcome. That's so nice of you. So stinking nice. For this week, not talking about kinks. Oh, man. Yeah, no. And it's so serious. So, so serious. serious. So serious. But this is, this is an episode that I think that uh, we've, well, I've been wanting to make for a while, too. Um, and it's called How to Break Up. And this kind of goes in conjunction with, uh, or should go in conjunction with Letting Go Gracefully, mm-hmm. an episode yeah, yeah. that we did, we did. on we did. planning how to break up mm-hmm. if you plan it enough in the future mm-hmm. which i feel is a advanced level technique of yes. you know breaking up and yeah. i think it, it, it is possible i have done it one time with a person who knew they were only gonna and it probably is more common in situations like this where you know it's gonna be a limited amount of time but like for the person who was only here for like one more month and then we were just like dating for that month and we knew it was gonna be like you know 
over after that mm-hmm. so we were like okay yeah and then with just like the idea of like feeling it out after but like no expectations so yeah, yeah that was uh that was pretty solid for me um but otherwise whenever I'm in like a long-term like committed thing I'm just like uh I don't know it's hard to, it's harder to be like how should we do this when inevitably we stop loving each other? You know. I mean, I think that's pretty common. Most people, I mean, don't want to talk about that shit when it's going good because mm-hmm. it brings the mood down. Um, right. They, it's a conversation that me and Jay have pretty often. Yeah? Yeah. One of these days when I fucking kick your ass out of here. Basically. I mean, <laughs> we actively discuss, like, it, you know, how do things look if we decide not to be together? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean it's it's an active conversation mm-hmm. that we have at constantly times. Constantly changing. Uh, I don't know that or it constantly like changes, detail, but yeah, fine detail. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, how are you feeling now? Like, you know, mm-hmm. is as we've been together longer, there's been more discussion of like if we didn't want to be together, we don't know that we'd actually get divorced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, our relationship has evolved mm-hmm. to a space of like we could probably just be friends. Like, mm-hmm. there's no need to pay for attorneys and all the drama and bullshit bullshit so yeah Mm -hmm. kind of an evolution at times but yeah the core of it like the fact that he the whole time has said he will not take my business he doesn't want my money all of that good stuff yeah good dude so yeah we have those talks good dude yeah yeah advanced Mm. professional we try (laughs) not perfect but um, but also the benefit of that is like, you know, and I say this in letting go gracefully also where it's like, you know, you're, you're operating in what you're going to do when you have the energy to do it, have the space to think about how you want to do it without having to like feel all the hurt feelings of being in the breakup. Um, and if you're not feeling as solid as April and Jay, where they can talk about it every time, I would even consider bringing it up like beginning of the yes. relationship. Um, and also you could be like, Hey, I just listened to this really awesome episode on freaks, kinks, and geeks. And it got me thinking, maybe we should create a plan for if that were to ever happen, which is definitely not what either of us want, but there's, that only happens one of two ways, you know, which is like you either, we plan it together when we're the most in love with each other and want to take care of each other, or we do it when we hate each other. Mm -hmm. And depending on the amount of entanglements we have, it can be really, really stressful. And then it just like, you know, is a dumpster fire. Yeah. So... So this episode, I think, is more going on, okay, so you're going to break up. You might not have a plan. Mm -hmm. How do you navigate that as gracefully as possible? Yes. Um, Or even if you do have a plan, how to execute that plan. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was, that's what I was gathering. Yeah. And these were some very good points that came up as well. Um, And uh, how would you feel about us going through like the step-by-step here off this one? Sure. Off these guys here. I like that it started with saying recognize that it's never easy. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing. I don't, yeah. it's never going to be, no one ever breaks up and is like, woo! Right, yeah, they're like, okay, you're right, shake hands and be done. Yeah, high five. Yeah, oh, we did it. Hey, we had a good run. You might have a part of that. Like, I've definitely seen people be excited at the end of their relationship and celebrate it, but they're going to have a mix of emotions the whole time. Man, that would be cool. I would love to be doing something like that where it's like, yeah, we're so kooky and that we also enjoy bringing up. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is, you know, also intentionality. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of intentionality with those types of breakups. Yeah, M- maturity Yeah, really comes into play there as well. Yeah. You know, um, I'm personally a fan of doing it 
the mature way if you can. Mm-hmm. I also like when I was thinking about this, I, I felt like I wanted to make a mention about like if you're in an abusive relationship and trying to leave, I'm not sure that a lot of these will apply because I think no. there's an understanding that you're, you aren't afraid to address your partner. Like if you're feeling nervous about breaking up because you know it's going to be hurtful, that's perfectly normal. But if you're like, I would be too scared to do this, I would, yeah, I think you should reevaluate. Yeah, no, if, if this is, you know, your partner's been physically abusive, verbally abusive, um, this in some ways applies to you, but in many ways you're going to need uh, support beyond just average breakup conversations. Yeah. So support and safety. Yeah. yeah. So seeking out a domestic violence shelter, even if they have not physically hurt you, mm-hmm. there's a lot of different types of uh, domestic violence that is not physical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isolating you, you know. Anyway. Yeah. So um, if that if that's coming up for you at all from while watching this episode, I would say to, you know, get in touch with a domestic violence shelter, talk to someone you trust about it. And I just wanted to mention that part. Okay, so when we're saying, yeah, right, recognize they're easy, there's gonna be a lot of messy feelings. I think like, even if you feel really solid and really like you're both on the same page about like breaking up, it still is like hurtful. Like yeah. my, the best example of that is like whenever like people who are married, they get separated, time is spent apart and then they divorce where it's like, you could be, I, I, I've seen a couple of examples at least. Oh my God. I'm glad both of our phones had issues. We stitched that together. Me, me being like, I love sleeping in. <laughs> I want to make sure I take my meds in the middle of the day. Um, anyway, um, that's called being responsible. Thank you so much, and 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 iPhone alarms. Thank you so much for um, ending the the recording <laughs> as we so wanted. that I could. That's what I wanted. Um, uh, yeah. So like, what I was saying was like the example of. People who are married, they get separated. Maybe they're separated for a year before they're finally able to, like, finalize their divorce. And, like, there's this feeling of, like, oh, yeah, I feel like I'm getting over it during the separation period. Mm -hmm. And you're maybe even moving on and maybe your life even looks completely different by the time you, like, finalize the divorce. But once that comes through, you still have this other moment of, like, wow, this is, like, really grief to be honest yeah so um so yeah i would say like if you feel like you're above having feelings like that or or maybe you're like me you feel like you have such good emotional intelligence that it probably won't affect you you're just stupid you're full of it (laughs) it's just to be honest um they're planned for grief for sure yeah i mean i think that's just a natural yeah, things come Human to an emotion. end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might be excited at times. You might be angry at times. You might grieve at times. Um, a lot of it really has to do with how you manage yourself and those emotions when they come up. Mm-hmm. Truly, yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, I uh, when I was going through my divorce, it felt like, I mean, I, w- I, I always say it happened as amicably as possible. I was mm-hmm. really grateful for that. Um, but I know even as someone who has a high IQ, there were times where I was like... <sighs> You know, like yeah. things were really activating, you know, so it, you know, just give yourself that grace. I don't know. Keep it in mind, you know, yeah. um, our next step here is do it face to face. When I, I had skimmed over that part was what made me want to bring up the like abusive relationship example where it's just like if you feel unsafe doing it face to face, really listen to that. Um, but I do feel um, if you've been in a relationship with someone for any amount of time and you've built closeness, I do feel like you should do it face to face not in public if you're able i had one that i ended over the phone because we were long distance okay yeah right oh um, my god don't oh how would you feel about buying a plane ticket to go break up with somebody no 
That's a lot no, of time. Probably not. I mean, unless it was like a 10-year, this was a one-year relationship, and mm-hmm. it had been on the rocks for a little bit, um, and I had already set down boundaries and explained if he continued his behavior, what would happen, which was me ending it, and so mm-hmm. okay, yeah. he was not surprised when yeah. said behavior continued, and I ended it. Yeah, I guess I, you know, I, I feel it's very, like, case-by-case case with how you do it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I don't know if that needed a face-to-face, like, after you'd already been clear about that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it almost feels, uh, I, I don't want to say enabling to have made it a face-to-face thing, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I guess, like, think about your context. Is there, if, is your partner somebody who would, like, get really berating? Like, yeah. that's, that's where I, like, that's where I caution it, like, where it's like, no, I mean, if they're going to berate you and there's already been signs, you've already been talking about it, like, you know. Yeah. I, I would say be open to more than just, like, doing it face-to-face. Because it's also, like, and I don't know if they say it in this article. No, but one of the articles, which I thought was a very good point, is, like, understand that at that point when you do the breakup face-to-face, you're no longer in charge of the personal's emotional mm-hmm. well-being. Yeah. And I do think that I do agree with that, actually. Yeah. Like, I felt, because uh, I remember being the person who tried to soothe my ex while he was like experiencing the pain, but it felt very like that's not who we are for each other anymore. Yeah, and you kind of just got to understand that. And as somebody who was the what, what's that word we use like, like the um, overfunctioner, yeah, it was even like felt it, it almost felt like I was even trying to like help him process his emotions, and it's really like it's just not your space. Which also just really isn't, in my opinion, helpful. Yeah, they need the space to process themselves mm-hmm. and handle it themselves, and I just don't think it's super helpful to try to do that for them. And also, I've never heard of an example of somebody being like, I was there for them through their emotions, and it felt really good, and we both felt better, and, right. you know. Right, it ended perfectly. Yeah, I'm not saying that that's not possible. I'm just saying I've never heard of it's it, and I've never likely. experienced it. Yeah. yeah. Um, be honest, but don't give too much detail. Yeah, I, I think there is, like, this temptation to make it this, like, you know, and this, and this. And you did this. And you know what? I hate your fucking toenails. Clip them once in a while. You know, maybe tell them that as a service though, actually. Yeah. Maybe let people know when they clip their toenails. For me, when you're ending a relationship, that is not the time to rehash all the reasons that it's ending. Mm -hmm. One, it's usually be done out of spite at that point. Mm, You're bringing all that up to make yourself feel better, which I understand the purpose, Mm -hmm. but not great execution. Yeah. So when you're ending it, that is not the time to go rehash all the things. Yeah. They know the things, even if they don't want to admit them, you know, the things, even if you don't want to admit them. Yeah. The reason you're ending it is because of all those things. Yeah. And if you're really being mature about it, refrain from, uh, this is why we're breaking up. Yeah. Statement. You know, mm-hmm. like, they do something, you're just like, this is why I can't be with you anymore. It's yeah. already like, oh, we're already breaking up. We already know. <laughs> I know. It's like, we already know these reasons, dude. So, like, um, you know, I'm watching you say because it could become somebody's trauma, you know, like, moving yeah. into other relationships, you know, like, I get you're experiencing hurt, but there really is no reason to try intentionally, like, make somebody feel bad. You know? Well, and there's only, I mean, again, oversharing, not always a good idea on many levels. Also, a lot of the reasons, and actually, I'm glad I remembered this. Um, this is what this is the same reason why I feel weird when somebody's like they uh, go on a date with me or something, and they're like, "Tell me what I did wrong," 
And it's like, you're not doing anything wrong. I'm just like not vibing it's with that. It's just not compatible. You know? So that's why I, I refrain from being like, you know, oh, well, you know, for me, it was, you didn't like my jokes or, you know, that's important to me. Like, it's, it doesn't matter what it is because yeah. that's about your or my compatibility. That doesn't mean how you, sh- if you showed up exactly like this with another person, that that wouldn't work for you, yeah. you know? So, and I actually, if you're the person being broken up with, I would almost refrain from like, you know, unless it was something like you got some body odor that really needs to be worked on or I don't know. Well, and it's, I mean, it brings up later avoid blaming or shaming, but I am big on trying to move away from this whole like good, bad, right or wrong. Yeah. Unless it's like this person beat you non-consensually. Um, that is wrong, Mm -hmm. but I would really try to get away from the blame game and the shame and the, you did this, which is causing this. Yeah. It's like, no, you both did shit, which is, you know, and, and shit just ends. Yeah. Like also that's a part of it. Get more comfortable with like shit ending. Yeah, totally. No one's going to stay in your life forever. Totally. Hate to break it to you. Surprise. Surprise. Like it's, that's a fairy tale that you're told. That's not reality. Yeah. Uh, but then again, it's just like you were saying, like your, your temptation to even say a lot of these things is because you're feeling bad. You're hurt. You're hurt. Yeah. And you want to not feel that way anymore. Um, and I think there's versions of that where that can be helpful, but not in front of a person. No. That person, you know what I mean? Like you can think about what you're excited about and tell your friends what you're excited about, but there's no reason to like put that all out there, out there to yeah. your partner. Yeah. Um, uh, do not give in to arguments or protests. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of think that if you've already made the decision to break up, I'm kind of hoping that you have addressed all things that can be worked out conversationally. Yeah. And like are kind of finding that there aren't, those changes aren't being made and it's like time to move past, you know, we finished growing as far as we can grow together, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I guess I, maybe I don't have any like comments about this part. I, Cause like, I feel like I'm, I'm going down this rabbit hole of like, if your partner wants to start arguing with you and you're just like arguing back, you know, like, I mean, it's what like our former therapist would really focus on, which was calm contact. Mm-hmm. So if it devolves into non-calm contact, that's when I would just end that conversation for that time. Yeah, because it's almost like you're, you're just hurting each other. Yeah. You're not, it's not really a productive conversation anymore. You're both activated, so you're not really thinking logically, you know. And it just becomes this tit-for-tat thing. So, yeah, um, that did – well, I'll get to this question a little bit later. Um, make a clean break. Yeah, this one came up in a, a few times, essentially saying, like, at least for some prolonged period, do not have contact with your ex. Yeah, I don't know if this was the one, but there was a lot of them. Oh, it's not this one. There was a lot when I was doing research on another episode, and maybe it was about letting go gracefully, that, like, minimum, they recommend, like, six months. Mm-hmm. Minimum, no contact, no friends, no hanging out, like, mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. Don't talk, don't nothing. Just, yeah. Just be. Yeah, and I think, like, because we have social media, it almost seems possible to stay friends, you know? And I think, like, I I had, when I had toiled with whether or not I should, like, well, I end up, I inevitably end up blocking my exes because I'm a nosy little bitch, so I gotta block them so I don't look, you know? It's, it's just me. And I, and I, I actually, whenever I am dating somebody, I let them know that, too. Actually, in the beginning. Yeah. Where I'm like, if this doesn't, I want you to know I will end up blocking you, not because, like, I, I have assumed that you're a bad person. It, it's never my distance. attention. I just, yeah, I just yeah. know me, and I know that, like, 
I'm going to be like looking at your content all the time. And anytime you have another person in a picture with you, same sex, different sex, your attraction, not your attraction. I'm just like, so it, it does stint the uh, healing process for me. Um, so I have to do really, really clean break. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think it's just too tempting to continue to look at their like feeds. If you do stay connected on like social medias and like, obviously I get it blocking somebody on one profile and I have like 12 other profiles for the other things I'm going into. I could technically, but then it just becomes a willpower battle at that yeah. point, you know, cause I'm always doing better when I'm not looking, you yeah. know, and I always feel like shit after I have looked. So why do I keep looking? I don't know. I don't know. Sadist. Sometimes I just like, I twist it and I just look at my own profile to be like, this is what they're seeing. <laughs> what do you think they're thinking? Yeah. Uh, this is so beautiful. <laughs> How do you feel about breakup sex? Um, I don't think it's a good idea. Same. Um, and I think like I could romanticize it as like a last one, but every time I think about the last sex I had with certain partners, it was with every partner that I'm no longer with, it was not good. Mm hmm. It like it it just it almost dampens what the whole like sexual relationship was. Like I, I don't I try not to think about the last time I had yeah. the, those last encounters. Um I did have one where it was like we were arguing about breaking up and then after that argument we tried to like reconnect by having sex and it just didn't feel like, you know, like I don't know. To me it feels gnarly. Like it just feels yeah. It energy feels, wise, yeah. ick. it's yeah. ick for me on energy. And that's just that's for me. That yeah. I'm I'm a big energy person, so that felt it just ick. Mm-hmm. I don't even think I came. Nah. No, I don't know. It's uh, yeah. It's just because like you're thinking about it. I'm like this could be this is probably the last time I'm gonna have sex. It just feels like death sex. Like damn. Yeah. Like you know it's dying. So it's like what are you? I don't know. Mm. It's not my thing. Mm. Yeah. 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 So um, I I don't I don't know that I have any opinions that are for having breakup sex. Not for, I understand why. I mean, there's comfortability there. There's like, I get why people do it. Um, I don't advocate for it. It can get messy. It blurs lines very fast. Like if one person's kind of like, oh, I hope they come back, but not saying that, which happens a lot, then it's giving them hope and it gets that, it gets very blurry very quickly. I, I, yeah, I would say it, it could, it, yeah, it could blur things. I, also in the sense of like, if you feel certain on breaking up with them and what if the sex actually ends up being really good and then you like second guess yourself, you know right. what I mean? So like, I think knowing yourself is a good thing, good thing in this mm-hmm. situation, whether or not you can handle that. Um, show empathy. Oh yeah. You don't want to be in this situation like a business person. I, I don't want to say like business people are bad. Um, <laughs> But I guess it, like, it does, there there have been times where I have, like, locked off my emotions when I've had to do conversations like that, where, like, the person has, like, you know, preferred me to be normally, normal and emotional, because, like, that showed that, like, it meant something to me. Yeah, whereas, that you gave like, Yeah, whereas to totally be, which I'm, like, used to, because I, like, you know, I'm used to, like, my emotional reactions being weaponized against me from childhood, mm-hmm. so it's very easy for me to go into a space of, like, yes, this is just what it is. When I was breaking up with my most recent breakup situation, um, I was very, like, in this conversation, not showing any emotions. He went outside to have a cigarette. I cried so hard that I threw up. And then uh, when he came back, I was just... Sitting there again? Yeah. Just, like, nothing had happened. And it really, like... 
he was like, man, this bitch doesn't care. You know, she really could just kick me out, huh? And I was over here like, this hurts so much. I'm throwing up. <laughs> but, like, but no one was saying anything. But I won't, but I won't like let just you see. Just it. Yeah, I'm just like, mm, yeah. I mean, he was crying, but you know, I was like this and just crying when he wasn't around. <laughs> um, yeah, that has come up for me that people have told me that it seems like I don't care after when in reality it I don't I mean I guess for my breakups I I don't get I mean I I kind of already know when they're ending so I don't get super emotional right at mm. the end because I've already grieved a lot of it yeah very true um and I also just have a different relationship with things ending yeah where I'm very like yeah like that's just how relationships are a lot of them are going to end so I have a lot more peace around that I guess yeah, I try to, like, be use it as a way to remember to be present, you know? Yeah. Like, sometimes I keep thinking about, I don't know, I don't know if this is, like, bitter divorcee vibes, but, like, sometimes I'm like, well, what's even the point of being in a relationship if we're just going to end? Like, you know, I had gone through that for a mm-hmm. minute. And uh, then it was very, like, I don't know, text over a landscape photo that says, like, you know, if you close your heart off to feeling bad, you're closing mm-hmm. your heart off to feeling good. Quote me. Like, oh, man, I want to feel good. Yeah. I <laughs> that mean... quote meme changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> So I try to just be like, okay, I'm having, you know, I, I tell myself like, this is good right now and I have what it takes to handle it if it's not good anymore. That's what I was telling myself yeah. my last time. Avoid blaming or shaming, which we already kind of talked about. Yeah. I mean, let me tell you something. My biggest, my biggest like pro like on the pros and cons the pro of avoiding blame or shaming is that moment when you're meeting new people and you're dating them and how you talk about them it it, like gives me all the information i need to know about how you're going to handle being in a relationship with me and a lot of times when i have agreed to be in a relationship with a person it is because i've heard them talk about their exes and it didn't seem like it was demeaning or blaming or shaming and i was like okay you know, you seem like you've got your head on straight for this. Yeah. Um, so I, f- I find that to be a... a I don't know if you remember... Um, well, I know you do remember him, as we call him, homeless guy. But <laughs> do you remember that I... One of the big problems I had with him was how he was talking about his ex. And, like, I'm, bashing her. and dang, like I don't remember that part. Yes. No. Like, inappropriately he... bashing her. And I actually was sticking up for her based on what he was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure if you're going to do that, you are in the right. Women are supporting women now, by the way. We're going to ask you. Yeah. If you're, if you're trying I honestly to like, didn't even ask. He just started, like, word vomiting. And I was like, oh, no, she was right. You're being a douche. And he's like, nah. Also, I'm not hungry. Can yeah. <laughs> Can I have some? Can I have some? <laughs> yeah. No, Take that me back was to my uh, sister's place. Huge turn off. Huge, massive turnoff. Yeah. It just, like, makes me think that you're going to be a big baby if we ever have any, like, argument or if we do need a breakup. Right. And I'm not trying to have that energy. No drama. Like, yeah. I want someone to be able to say, like, okay, you're right. Yes, I understand. This is painful. I'm going to take the time that I need. Um, But, like, you know, ultimately. Yeah. You know. And don't bash to each other's friends. Like, I see so many friends get caught in the crossfire and, y'all, come on. Like grow the fuck up your friends have no part in it they can still be friends with both of you i don't care who found who first who brought who into the friendship don't make them choose that's so cringy it's so cringy don't yeah (laughs) don't expect it i did i did have a stint of like you know i had some mutual friends where i'm like how could you still be friends with my ex even though he didn't do anything bad to me you know like it was just where and i was 
there's like a petty part of me that was like, yeah, but you should be like, CJ's so great that you don't ever you choose me. Yeah, pick me, choose me, love me. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like it again. I, I can I can recognize within myself that that was me just being a brat, yeah. you know, where I was just like, hey, you know, but like I don't come in contact with them. I don't come in contact with him through them, you know. So when they had to get married, ugh, so inconvenient. <laughs> uh, I hated that. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so like. I, the only thing that I want to say is, like, if you have, like, some trust, trusted confidant friends that you can, like, be talking about what you're going through, that's one thing. Um, but, like, yeah, especially, I mean, like, we're in a small town. So, like, anything you say can just, like, travel around like wildfire. Real fast. And, you know, I have no intention of moving. And I don't think that my ex had any intention of moving out of the city. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be the one who's, like, bashing this person and then, like, yeah. you know that gets back to me and that gets back to them you know like it just it doesn't feel worth it at all your friends know you're a good person if you're actually a good person so you don't have to blame or shame somebody into convincing like who are you trying to convince at that point you know i think you're just trying to make yourself feel better yeah you feel like the bad guy because you're part of something that feels bad and now you're like you know what this person is a villain but they're not a villain yeah unless they're a narcissist in which case they are a villain then they are Period. And tell everyone. Uh, give yourself time to grieve. We already kind of touched on. We did. Uh, when I was going through my divorce, we talked about how, like, as it was coming to an end, it felt like a lot of tiny little funerals. Like, a, little, yeah. a lot of tiny times where it's, like, you know, things that are meaningful that were no longer, like, going to be happening. And we, like, took our time to, like, grieve those things while understanding that we were still, like, at an end. You know? It was, like, a weird, sweet thing. You know? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, okay, we, we see that these are things that, like, made up our relationship, and I guess we'll miss them, but, like, ultimately, it's time to move on. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, it's just, and the grieving doesn't necessarily end right at the divorce decree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be, I mean, it's like any other death of anything. It just ebbs and flows. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll say, like, the surprising grief that I had to deal with was, like, um, like loss of future plans that we were gonna mm-hmm. do um but you know it was also really good to take that time for myself to be like yeah but if this is something i really want to do i can still do it you yeah. know i don't need to like be in a relationship to do it and i don't have to like reserve that goal as something that could only have happened with me mm-hmm. and that partner which is kind of another thing like i think maybe like a uh, a polarizing topic of like things that you do with exes you do them in your like new relationships type yeah. thing like i'd been talking to a friend about that and i was like i don't know like don't use the same nickname that you used on them, but, like, if there's cute things that you guys did, I don't know, like, you know. They're not exclusive to that Yeah, person. when are you going to be like, oh, sorry, I can't snuggle because I snuggled with my old partner? Mm. You wouldn't say that about sex. No. You know, so literally it's just, like, it's okay if you still have an emotional attachment to those things, attaching them to that person, you know, that's, that's something to be Make aware no of. memories. I mean, I went to Islands of Avenger with my ex. It's not like I'm not going to go there again because he and I went there. You can't. You can't. I did. No, sacred. I did have a friend who was like going through a breakup at the time when um, Star Wars was having its like resurging. And then she was like, every time I see Star Wars, I think of him. And I was like, whoo, girl, they just planned three more movies after <laughs> that, The Return of the Jedi. So, like, you really got to figure that part out, you know? Yeah. And then I was also like, also, I loved I loved the Star Wars franchise before you start dating that guy. So, I don't know. I feel like a lot of that is also very monogamy culture driven. Yeah, this, like, elusive concept of things that are, quote-unquote, special. special. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Where it's just like, it's only special because you don't do it with honey. You like, right. you suffer. You sacrifice doing it with mm-hmm. anybody ever again. Because it's special. So it makes that relationship special. It's like, no, it doesn't. I got to tell you, as I've been thinking about it, like some of the things that I did in my marriage that I did in my last relationship, it just was almost like more of an homage to like learning how to love and be the type of lover that I wanted to be, you mm-hmm. know, and being part of that like history as opposed to being like, yes, I'm doing this with you. Yeah. And I'm thinking about that other person. It's like, no, not really. You know, like I know I, I have to imagine that my last relationship where I was like basically his first girlfriend, like a lot of that stuff is happening again, but it was just normal relationship stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't feel like this was like a uniquely me thing, you right. know, like, but like, yeah, go off and it, 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 these were cool things. Yeah. I know I'm smart. I'm a genius. I'm a genius at the romance. So, you know, please. The romance kink. Please. It was like we were uh, together and he was like, oh, I took her on a picnic on her first date and I felt weird because you and I go on picnics and I was like, on oh, picnics? You gonna stop having picnics if we break up? Loser. Like, what are you doing? Picnics? You know, no. I told him, I was like, there's only a finite amount of things that you can do in a romantic context. Why would I be like, don't, don't go on picnics? Then I don't know that I ever classified your relationship as a picnic relationship. You know, sometimes I want to be that flower child. You know, sometimes I want to be barefoot in grass. You know what I mean? Just picnicking. Just picnicking. Just picnic. I want you to remember me. Uh, well, what is it? Um, yeah, once you're done with me, you'll remember why storms have names. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so dramatic. Um, um, also, uh, one thing that I do want to say about this, if you're feeling grief, which you should be when you're breaking up with somebody, that's not always a sign to stay together. No. Like, if you think, like... I have an imagination of a situation where you're feeling very strongly about breaking up with the person and you're like, you've fully decided it. You have all your reasons. You have the support of your friends, ideally the support of a therapist as well. And you're like ready to make this move. And then you're doing the actual breakup with the person and you're watching them feel so hurt. And this is the person you used to take care of when they had these types of hurt feelings. Now you're the cause of it. It feels even worse. And now you're just like, maybe this feels so bad because we should should stay. stay together. I think a lot of people are just very uncomfortable with the icky feelings and emotions. Grief avoidant, icky emotion avoidant, like, I get it, but icky emotions and grief are just a part of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the ending. Like, there, it's just unfortunately, like, what you really need to know is that there's no way that this goes well. No. Like, like no, there, I, and almost, I think it would be even more hurtful if you were, like, going to break up with a partner and they were just like, oh, okay. Well, and that kind of speaks to the whole avoid it or give it over with. Like, don't avoid it because it feels icky. Like, it's going to feel icky. Yeah, That's just a part of it. Exactly. And don't get back together just because it felt really bad to have done the breakup part. And don't avoid it because you think that by avoiding it or putting it off, it's going to improve later. (sighs) Yeah. It's not going to. It's really not. Like, and, and... don't you know i see a lot of people get separated as like a way to try to ease into the divorce or stay separated for a while as a try to like smooth things over maybe they'll find someone new maybe they'll you know move on and then the divorce won't be bad no that's terrible plan because one maybe that honeymoon phase person is going to come back well and you also don't know who they're going to get hooked up with is that person going to hate you do you think that's going to make the divorce easier like they also could get broken up with now mid-divorce so now they're dealing with two griefs um there are so many reasons that that's a bad idea just rip the fucking band-aid off deal with it yeah let them go move on you're not softening the blow anytime i've seen people try to draw it out it never ends well 
Never. Yeah. On some level, you need that death of the relationship to happen for them to be able to fully grieve and move on. And start with your... I, I, okay, I almost said the word closure. And, like, I want to actually speak on that in a different way of, like, it, it may not feel like you ever get closure. Like, yeah. I think this is something that we really need to understand as a culture of people who are dating is that just because you're having a breakup doesn't mean you're getting closure over anything, even if you're the person initiating the breakup, you know? There's never going to be that movie moment where someone's like, you're right, this made me a better person, I have you to thank. Like, yeah. just kind of just, like, understand that this is just, like, this nitty-gritty thing that you have to do, which may not have any good aspects to it. The good aspect is that you're getting yourself out of something that's no longer serving you, and you're not wasting each other's times, and you're, like, freeing each other to find better relationships. Like, yeah. that's the that's the good, but you have to really be on like a a heroic like you feel like a martyr yeah you know but which also is like kind of dumb to feel like a martyr yeah i mean it's yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i i just want like what i'm trying to speak to is like just avoid these mental gymnastics where you're like this feels good to do this you know like oh it's because that connects back to like blaming and shaming it feels good to do it because there's so many things that they did wrong or like you know um the all the details that would lead to you guys breaking up but just you know honestly it's gonna feel bad just always gonna feel bad and that's okay and i think also like it's worth saying it feels bad in people who are leaving abusive relationships too because there is like a person that you loved in there like nobody like finds an abuser and signs up for it because they know they're abusive you know like one one of the big things of abusers is making you feel loved and making it feel like your fault yeah so So, no it's not gonna feel good but again that is it's not supposed to it's just a part of life yeah the Not more everything you, can feel good. The more you become leaned into those icky feelings and icky parts, it just is what it is. Yeah. Agree. Doesn't mean I don't care. It just means I don't fight it. Yeah. Right. Like, understanding, I mean, it's, especially if I'm going to go with, like, when you're feeling intuitive about it and it just feels like that's where you're being guided. I mean, it just happens that way. Yeah. Um, I, I think that also, uh, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead to be like, go for it. What do you do if you are going through the breakup and the person is begging for another chance? I mean, you don't know what I would do or. Yeah, both. <laughs> yeah. What you would do. And then the other thing. You I mean, so for myself, if I am breaking up with someone, I know I am done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also know the kindest thing I can do at that point is to stick with what I know is true, which is that relationship is ending. Mm-hmm. Um, me doing anything else out of guilt or sadness or whatever is not serving them, nor is it serving me. Mm-hmm. So it might seem like you're being the asshole at the time. You're really being the nice one by not yeah. dragging it out. Yeah, truly. Yeah, I think if you're in a... Because I think that's such an important piece about knowing that you're already done. You know what I mean? Like, if you're in a position where you feel like you could be talked out of it, I almost feel like that goes back to, like, well, is there something that you just need to resolve that Mm -hmm. you just need to have, like, a hard conversation about that isn't a breakup, you know? Like, as a person who's, like, a runner when things get hard, like, yeah, it is hard for me to, like, parse through, like, ooh, should I end this all right now? I'm pretty mercurial about it, to be honest, especially if it's like, I've only known you for a month, so if we stop seeing each other right now, that'd be the least hurtful, so I should actually, like, not invest any more time into this, because, like, mm. it would be way more hurtful just to invest time, and, and that's something I'm working on, that's my my healing journey at the moment, is to just, like, let things be what they are, 
um, without having to assume that it's going to like go bad and just go wade through it. N- not be afraid. I, I, the truth is in my example is that I'm doing that to avoid hard, hard conversations. Yeah. You know, because I'm just like convincing myself that whatever, all relationships end anyway. Let me just do it now. And I think it's problematic to do that. Yeah. So I'm working on it. At least you know it. <sighs> Thanks, man. Um, yeah, I think like... I recently heard an example of a, a friend of mine, which I will say, I, I mean, if you ever end up listening to this, because you're going to recognize this is your situation, I appreciate you sharing it with me as a relationship educator to also like tell others about this, but where they had broken up and then the next day had made a plan for the next day where she would go gather her things from his place, which also for me, I was kind of like, oh boy, you know, yeah, she went over besides that and like by the way by the time that they decided to break up she had been on day four of no contact from her boyfriend keep that in mind felt very like you know supported in the breakup whatever had the breakup had a a, did it over the phone um had the boyfriend admit that he is tired of a dynamic where he's making her feel bad or like he's feeling like a bad partner because he can't show up the way she needs and uh agreeing that like yeah it might be better for us to break up Next day, go over, back together. And then the times where they have hung out after have felt awkward. And for me, that was very much like, yeah, I think you guys undid the breakup because it was really painful. Yeah. And then you decided, well, let's give this one more shot. And then now it's feeling like, oh, we're still trying to like make this work, but we're like bumping up against each other. Well, and, and she's not, not like... in line with herself. And I mean... Okay. I, there's a whole rant I could you go on about that eyes. entire, like, <laughs> him feeling bad about he's not enough. There's a whole thing going around right now about that thing with be. men. Yeah, I think I made this as a point for us to bring up, mm-hmm. too. Um, and it does happen predominantly with men. I'm sure it can right. happen with women. Because they're not stepping up. So, in all likelihood, she went over there. He did the whole sad sap. I, I woe is me. I'm so sad. Why can't I ever be good enough? And now she's not in line with herself. So, yeah, it's going to feel awkward because she knows she needs to leave and she hasn't. Yeah. So, essentially, this behavior is like where um, typically the male but either partner becomes so bad in the relationship. Like, not not being a good partner. Under-functioning. You know, under-functioning. Um, just not doing, you know, not caring for this person they need to be cared for. And and as a means for the other person to get so fed up with them that they end up breaking it up. So it's like you become a piece of shit just so you don't have to do this thing that you think is going to be shitty, which is doing the breakup, being a mature adult and owning the fact that you're done with the relationship. And you make it so that the other person is like, wow, this is so insufferable that I just have to leave. Kind of weaponizing the relationship in a way. Yeah. 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 Weaponizing whether or not a person can make a choice to take care of themselves. Yeah. Also, to be honest. So... So, yeah, I think, like, if you feel like you're in a relationship that's getting worse and your, like, partner doesn't care, that might be what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so just be aware of that. And also, my biggest note that I put there is that uh, for those people who do that, boo! Boo on you! Piece of shit? Okay. Wait, so you had one note, and I have to ask. Should you bring your ex on dates? Bring up your ex on dates. Oh, bring, oh, sorry. That's yes. what I was like, yes. wait a minute. You gotta <laughs> bring them. Bring them with oh. you. I was like, why would we bring them? <laughs> They're my ride. <laughs> we, we're still sharing. You're getting like oh votes on the guy. You're like, what's your vote? Yay, nay, yay, nay, yay, nay, yay, nay, yay, nay. So the nays have it. Yeah, he's, <laughs> dropping, he's dropping me off. Wait, do you want something to drink? You want to order something? Yeah, order You want something. chicken nuggets? Fries? 
Um, I think that is so funny because like we have just like in the non-monogamy lifestyle come across like weird versions of this. Yes. Where it's like, yeah, me and my husband, we're like technically not together, but we're living together and I also have to bring him food after this date. Right. (laughs) And you're like, what? Uh, okay. What? Honestly, and, and maybe this is controversial, but in situations where you are going on a date and you make it known that you're getting like leftovers for your partner. Had that happen? Had that happen? (laughs) So fucking I think that's a way of bringing your partner on the date. Oh, it is. She definitely held space on that date. Yeah. Yeah. Had that happen. You get to be there without being there. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? That's great. Definitely had that happen. And definitely felt like she was there on the date with us. And so on this hypothetical of should you bring your ex, if you guys are in a situation where you're only sharing one vehicle, if you are still living in the same home. Do you remember the guy that I dated briefly and then he texted me that he was sitting outside of his wife's hookup in the car? (laughs) Did I tell you about that? Wait, no. Is this like, hold please. (laughs) And we like go behind the... (laughs) (laughs) You probably know who it is. Um, Yeah, he sat in the car while she went on her... And what's your car activity of choice, by the way? Uh, it was messaging me. <laughs> Where I went, the fuck? Like, literally, he told me that, and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And he was like, whoa. And I was like, leave. Yeah, go. What are you? Leave. What are you doing? I can't leave. come if someone's waiting for me in the car outside. He was literally waiting outside. I was like, get the fuck out. Leave. That is it's and, and so it's not okay. A vehicle? No. Oh, my God. He dropped her off like he was going to school. <laughs> like going to camp. How was it? No worries. <laughs> I... Anyways, tangent. I don't think I like that. No, I hated it. I hate that. I was, literally, I was literally yelling at him. I was like, get the fuck out of there. What are you doing? Like, go anywhere else. She can call you when she... No. Like, no. Even if she consented to that, no. That is... Go go, li- go down the Honestly, street. Honestly, but, but if you are going to stay, just be right up by the door. What are you, in their driveway? Stand there like a bar. You outside uh, the, the window a, just a being like, she doesn't like that position. Yeah. No, uh, turn just to the left. Yeah, like if you're there, you're not even like there to like voyeur. No, he Damn. was in the car. Anyways. I'll tell you after, but I'm I don't sure support, you already know I, I, don't, I don't support, I don't, I don't, I do have an idea. I, I, I don't support that. No. I don't support that. No. I don't think we should do that. Get out of it. Um, but what a great what a, what a great way that you ask that. Yeah, there are such ways that you can bring your partner on a date without bringing them yeah. on a date, like having them wait outside. <laughs> or bring them food. Yeah. He didn't even bring her leftovers. He ordered her a whole ass meal on my date. Did he order it to come out, that it came out with your food? Yes. And then you just had <laughs> And the little yep. to-go box right there. And what he could have also done was put a picture of her on his phone to like... Yeah. No, literally. Like, he ordered FaceTimer. it when we ordered. That's... Listen, if you must, if you feel that it really is like, okay... Get drive through later. I Do am, literally I have, anything else. Here's what I've done. And because I have, I have to live with the brat that lives inside me. Okay. Um, heard my partner going to a place that I did want food from. Ordered takeout from there. Had it delivered. Right, because you're an adult. Doesn't I didn't need to go there. I didn't need no. to pick up the food. I paid a little extra for the DoorDash, you know. And if you want to go eat there, go eat there. Nothing's stopping you from eating there, but right. you don't have to go there during the day. No. Like, yeah, yeah anyways. 
that's also like really check yourself. Like I wish, I don't know. I wish I could teach people how to have the emotional intelligence to under the self-awareness to understand what they're doing. But it's like, do you really want food from that place? Like, first of all, for me who enjoys a night to myself so fucking much, I'll never forget one of the first times I ever had a night to myself. I was finally like, I'm going to get this one food that I've always been wanting to get that I never go there with my husband. And I'm like, it was like the spicy fish taco from El Indio. <laughs> and it win. was fucking worth it, dude. It was <laughs> so fucking like, good. Yes. It was, yeah. Well, I mean, I, we've said this in other episodes before, especially where it's like, if you're living with a partner and they're going on dates mm-hmm. and this is your first time, you don't want to just like have nothing to do. So you create a plan that you're looking forward to. And for me, the plan that I was looking forward to was fish taco. Okay. <laughs> I get it. Um, I make my comfort food. I make I, my pasta oh, with my, oh my God, with stewed tomatoes and oh, butter and cheese mm-hmm. god just a foodie you, you don't sleep on the fact that april's a foodie if you're not already watching her on facebook like, thing i made yesterday was really good god damn it, it looks so it, oh, it was good good i'm gonna one of these days you're gonna like post one of those and i'm gonna be here that monday and be like you got any leftovers in there you're outside with finn you're like excuse <laughs> you me you got any leftovers hey mm-hmm. i smell it yeah i'm what a little bit have, what are we having for office little, lunch a little bit of a foodie <laughs> totally ish I love it about you. Um, but yeah, so yeah, about, I had mentioned about bringing them up. I mean, depends on how fresh, to be honest, also. If it's just conversationally, yeah. um, I think it's a good idea to be transparent about how long it's been since you've broken up with that person. Very. You know, I gotta say, like, I, you know, this this guy that I was talking to ended up being, like, a narcissist and had a lot of things wrong with him, which is one of the main reasons why we didn't, we didn't end up going on, like, a second, it was either a second or third date. Um, but I always like appreciate that. Like he had asked, like, how long have you been divorced? And I was like, well, we actually have only been separated for a month. And he was like, oh, and like for him, that was like identifying like, yeah, let me not get involved with this then. And when I look back on it, I thought that was really the right move for him. Mostly because like, maybe I didn't have the experience to understand why that was an issue. But now being on the other side, I'm like, yeah, that was, he made the right call. Mm -hmm. And like, I learned, I learned from that too, to be like. For the same reason we ask people, how long have you been non-monogamous? Exactly. If you're a month in versus 10 years in, big difference. Yeah. There's so, you know what I love about non-monogamy newbies is that they think that there's like, everything is so complicated and it's not like easy way to do things. But the real thing is you just have to have boundaries and be real strong, you know, (laughs) like, like, oh man, if I say that I'm non-monogamous, then all these monogamous women aren't going to want to date me. Yes. Yeah. That's that's, how that works. That's, that's that's the, you shouldn't want monogamous women to date you because you know, the funny thing about monogamous women, they, um, they, um, they, um, they want to be monogamous. So. We don't want, you know, anyway. Uh, so yeah, I would say bring up how long it's been. So at least they know what they're getting into. Um, and if it's fresh for you, don't like, no, no. If it's activating, don't bring it up. Right. If you're like, yeah, we just broke up. It's because I found, this is, you know, like that stuff is like, don't, don't, first of all, don't you ever fucking invite me on a date to force me into emotional labor. Right. And there is a difference between being separated and divorced. I agree with that. And that needs, to, that needs to be stated. Yeah, I would say, like, even if you, I mean... In or the if everyone case, knows that you're broken up. I hate that. Sorry, not to interrupt. But when guys are like, oh, yeah, no, we're broken up. And I'm like, oh, so she knows? Well, she should. <gasps> I hate that. Ooh, I hate that so much. So just make sure everyone knows. Yeah. Like, Oof. literally knows. Like, you wouldn't be afraid to be like, hey, yeah. you know? Not the whole, like, oh, how many times did I hear, like, well, she's sleeping in another room, so she shouldn't be shocked. Yeah. I had one where the, he was messaging me, and he was like, you know, um, oh, blah, blah. I was like, is your wife on Tinder? And he's, she, he goes, probably. And I was like, does she know mm. you're on Tinder? And he was like, she shouldn't be surprised if she finds out. And no, I was like, you. all right, goodbye. Goodbye. No, thanks. And then, and there was no, hey, beautiful text that could get me to respond mm. to him anymore Shocking. after that. So, yeah. Um, okay, so we talked about, about, I think the last thing that I wanted to um, ask about is, 
It's never a good idea to unblock your ex. To unblock, like on socials? Yeah. I think you can after a certain amount of time. If you feel like it's safe or healthy for you, yes. Mm-hmm. But I think I you really Google have to be honest one. to yourself. I didn't even Google this one because I, I, I trusted in the brain chasm of you and I talking about it here. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really just a self, like, self-evaluation of, like, does that feel safe? Is it going to be the healthiest for you mentally? Has it been enough time? You know, I think that's a case-by-case basis, but I think it can work for certain people. I have, uh, me in my personal experience, I have a hard time, like, I feel that I'm in a forgiving space, but it always feels like unblocking is, like, inviting conversation that I maybe don't want yet. Want yet. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't even know if it's want yet, but it's, like, I'm very comfortable with how the situations are now when they are blocked. Yeah. So I almost am just worried about what's being invited in by me. And it's, like, inside me there are two wolves. One that's like I'm so healed and mm-hmm. forgiven that I want to do that as like a continuation of me being over this. And then the other one that's like, yeah, but what if that person's not over it and they like want to try and reach out to you? Is it just, should I just be like, yes, but I'm confident in my ability to like cut that out if they end up being I mean, weird? I see if it's, if you're not feeling a huge pull to unblock them, don't. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. I think it's like when I'm searching for someone being like, you still have feelings for them if you have them blocked still. And I'm like, nope. And then I just unblock everybody on my block. <laughs> I mean, do you still have feelings for people you used to date? Sure. Right, right. But like, that's normal. So the hardest one that I saw was like, and I felt a little called out by it, but it was like, you know, if you're thinking about unblocking your ex, just be sure that you're not in a space where you still want a relationship with them. And, like, I guess, like, in my head, I was, like, oh, I guess, like, a part of me does think that, like, if this person changed, I would be interested in dating them again. Mm. So, in that way, I'm almost, like, well, maybe to be safe, I should just keep them blocked until I fully feel, like... Yeah. But then what is that going to be? I'm going to get into a fulfilling relationship and then I'll block my ex. I mean... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I would say... I would just... For me, personally, just be very honest with yourself. If you're going to unblock people and... And then further... And also, why unblock them? That's what I'm talking... Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's just the intention on that. You know, yeah. like... That, that's if you want them in your life and in your energy space, unblock them. But if that's not something that you necessarily need... Because also, like, with a lot of these, if you unblock them, it doesn't go back to them being your follower. They would have to yeah. add you again, or yes. you would have to add them again. Mm-hmm. So it also feels like there is possibly a version where you just unblock, and, like, that could just communicate to that other person that you're no longer mad... See, that's where it gets, that's where it gets yeah. hairy for me is that, that that is a communication. That's the part that I have a hard time separating. Yeah. I mean, I would, for me, the people I block, I just keep them on block and don't. That's how I've done it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or if we're, like, talking on some other thing. Like, I'll have them blocked on main things, but if they want to send me TikToks, then I'm going to fuck. Yeah. You know, as long as they've been well-behaved. Right. <laughs> you know? So, I think it's really just situational. hmm Yeah. Yeah. Did we miss anything? I don't think so. We rocked this shit. Oh, shit. We still recorded. And we did it less in an hour. We did it less than an hour. We killed it. All right. Happy happy breaking up, guys. Happy just Break go up out well. there and like really Kill do it me. and enjoy it. And, Don't tell um, anyone. Hey, actually, you know what? Advice from some kinksters. Maybe plan some aftercare for yourself after yes. the breakup that doesn't involve your partner. Let me tell you, that was the saddest Taco Bell I had ever had in my life. So, yes. Just don't do it. Yeah. Um, make sure you follow us on Insta. We have our Facebook group. We have our munches twice a month, the first Friday, third Sunday. Follow our podcast. Follow our YouTubes. We have Patreon. Leave us a five-star review. Five stars. Thank you. Love you. Mean it. We have a Discord now. Okay. And we have a Discord. And I'm...
figuring out how to make channels. Right. Yeah. There will be more. Thankfully, there's a member in the group who's really being helpful about it. So thank you so much. I love you. Because I don't know how to do it. I love you, Gia. Um, Yeah. I think that's about it. Yep. That's it. Okay. Okay. Bye, guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. Love you. Mean it. Oh. Do 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 do.